I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. I, of course, am Christine Gritman, and this is Let's Talk About Brand where I interview smart people about specific elements of branding, especially personal branding. And I'm very excited because today I have a personal friend on. Uh, my friend Julia Jornsay-Silverberg is the uh, brand manager for Now Marketing Group in Lima, Ohio. They are the ones who put on Social Media Week Lima. And Julia is also a content creator in her own right. Her big thing when she creates content is about the anti highlight reel. It's about keeping it real, keeping it authentic. And that is what we're going to be speaking about today. So without any further ado, let's bring on Julia. Hello, Julia. How are you doing? Hi, Christine. I'm great. It is beautiful here in Buffalo, New York, and I am so happy to talk with you today. You know, it's interesting because you talk about the anti-highlight reel, but I have to say, you are always a highlight on my social media feeds because you have really mastered that line between keeping it real, but also keeping it positive. So I'd love to hear from you first and foremost, what is the anti-highlight reel and why did you decide to make that your thing? Thank you so much. So I view the anti-highlight reel as sharing the full gamut of life, not just posting the pretty perfect moments, but really sharing all of it and not to say the little, like, we'll get into specific things that I don't necessarily think you should share and things that I do think you should share. But the anti-highlight reel is not picking just the perfect happy moments. It's saying, I'm going to be real and let my audience know when I'm going through it, when I'm struggling with something, because that is how you build trust. It's how you build relationships. And it's how you can really create deep connections on social media. And I saw this firsthand in December 2017. I actually called off a wedding and ended a relationship that I had for six and a half years. And at the time, my ex-fiance was a major part of my social media. He was all over my stuff. And I realized it was this kind of crossroads for me where I realized I could either not talk about that at all and just pretend everything was fine. Where'd he go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or I could let my audience know, hey, I'm going through something. I'm struggling. Life is hard right now. I'm making a major transition. And this is part of life. I'm still doing my best to love on myself, to be happy, to find joy every day. But I'm in a transitionary period, and this is hard. And by opening up, I ended up creating so many relationships. I heard so many stories from other people of their them calling off a wedding or them going through with a wedding and then saying, I knew in my gut that I should have called it off. Like I just had the most unbelievable conversations with people. And I realized, wow, this is what not a lot of people are doing on social media. And I do think it's become more prevalent now. But back in 2017, 
most people were not using social media to kind of be vulnerable like that. And I saw just how powerful it was to creating relationships. What kind of content had you been creating up to that point? What were you sharing before that transitional moment? Solely social media tips. I was talking like, here's how to rock out on a Twitter chat. Here are some tips to make a video. Here's some Facebook best practices. Like I was pretty much solely talking about social media content and sharing my expertise, not really sharing much from a personal side. And if I did share on a personal side, it was only those pretty perfect positive moments. And then how did your content change after that? Was there a particular moment? Maybe it was your announcement of the cancellation of the wedding. I don't know. But was there a particular moment in your content when you said, okay, so this just completely changed my relationship with my audience right here? I think it was it. It really was the week that I kind of started to let my audience in and tell them, like, you guys have seen me posting all of my Insta stories every single day in front of this particular bookshelf. I'm letting you know, come next week, this bo- this bookshelf is going to be empty. I'm not even necessarily going to have this bookshelf anymore. I'm making a move, moving into my own apartment for the first time in my life. Um, it was the first time I was going to be living completely alone without a roommate. and. So I re- I got so many DMs. I got more engagement through my stories than I ever had. And it was really unbelievable to me. And so I just continued to let my audience in. By anti-highlight reel, though, I don't mean sharing all the little nitty gritty details. I did not tell my audience why my ex-fiance fiance and I broke up. That was not what I was there to do. I was not there to spill the tea or to get into any of that, because to me, that was not professional. Mm-hmm. I was there to share, I'm going through something and this is hard and it's okay to be struggling. It doesn't make you any less of a person and you can still show up on social media even when you're not doing your best. And that was really the message that I was trying to share was saying, hey guys, I'm not doing my best, but I'm committed to showing up and I'm committed to showing up in a real way. And so I'm letting you guys know I'm going through something. I'm not necessarily going to be my chipper, happy self that you've really come to know and love because I'm not feeling that way right now. And by doing that, I think my audience has really come to trust me. Like they know when I'm showing up and happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And they know then when I'm showing up and I'm not feeling that good, I'm not feeling that good. And it really was just such a game changer for me in developing that closeness and really seeing, wow, this is how people come to trust you is because you're just being real. Now you bring up a very good point, which is that you did draw that line for yourself of, you know what? They don't need to know all the details about the full circumstance of what I'm going through. They just need to know I'm going through this. So how do you draw those lines for yourself? And has it evolved over your time as a content creator? It has definitely evolved for me. Um, for instance, I told my audience nothing about the about a relationship ending like a year and a half ago for me. I'm very specific about the line that I draw is, am I leading with value? If I have some valuable insight, takeaway to share with my audience, I'm going to share it, even if it makes me a little uncomfortable and means being vulnerable. If I don't have some kind of wisdom to impart to my audience or share with them, 
I'm not going to let them in on that part of my life because I'm not here to make my audience uncomfortable and make them feel like they have to solve problems for me. You want to come to your audience with with like solutions and insight and not just emotionally dump on them. And so that has been very, very important to me. I've been very mindful of making sure that I'm in a place that is healed and okay when I'm talking about something um, so that my audience doesn't feel like they need to take care of me. Because I think that when you do that, then you're you're asking too much of your audience. I think you're then blurring the lines of professionalism. And so I think it's really important to be vulnerable in a way that is helping your audience, that's letting them in, that's getting them to think about something, that's getting them to see something in a different way, not just venting to them. Yeah, I had Michaela Alexis on at some point, and she said the difference between being vulnerable and oversharing, I love the way she phrased it. She said, when you're vulnerable, you're giving something to your audience. And when you are oversharing, you are um, pulling something from them ultimately. Um, Now, you mentioned showing up with value. I'm curious when your account sort of took a turn, because as you mentioned previously um, to that pivotal moment, you'd been just kind of sharing social media tips. It sounds like it was kind of all business all the time. So how did you sort of transition that and um, change the type of value that you show up with? So I started infusing a little bit more of my personal life and sharing from that way in sharing. I was going through a transition. I am moving on my own for the first time. I'm feeling a little bit anxious about this. Here are some things that I do to kind of help myself feel less anxious. And I was seeing that I got so much more engagement from that content, from content that was a little a little bit more based around mindset and wellness than specific social media tips. And so I realized I still have the social media expertise and I can use it to deploy these ideas. But what my audience is really resonating with and enjoying and wanting to talk to me about is mindset, is how you live as a perfectionist, how you cope with being anxious, how you, I mean, personal finance, that's been something that I've talked a little bit about. And anytime I talk about it on stories, I get a bunch of DMs from people being like, oh my God, that was so cool. You showed us the spreadsheet that you use to track your budget. And so for me, I really love listening to my audience and really paying attention to what are you guys finding valuable? What do you guys want to talk about? Because there are so many things I could talk about all day long, just like you, the person watching this or listening to this. Like, I'm sure you are a very multifaceted human being with a ton of different interests. And so I think the fun part of social media is getting to share about those different things and really understand where does my audience, what topics do they find the most interesting, where can I provide the most value, and finding a good cross-section between those. And one thing I love there is that you didn't just say, oh, people respond when I do personal finance tips. I'm going to become a personal finance tips account. You definitely made it more varied than that, which I appreciate. There's a few accounts that I follow that um, they went through a transition, they went through a breakup, they went through something traumatic, and years later, their account is still all about that. And they sort of took that on as their identity because they said, you know what? People are responding to this. This gets me engagement. I'm going to brand with my trauma. And and you've kind of, you've not, 
gone away from, you know, anything that you've been through. But I like that you're all about here's how here's how I live. Here's how I, I move forward. And it has become more of a lifestyle account, which is interesting. Um, yes. I'd love to hear a bit more about how you decide. Um, I, we kind of talked about it already, but a little bit more about how you decide what to share and what not to share. And also how you balance the mix of content. Um, is it just kind of on the fly, whatever you're feeling that day? Or do you kind of look at it as here's my main buckets of what I talk about? And, you know, sort of pull from there. How do you how do you work that out? So um, you're definitely right. It has my platform has definitely evolved to be more lifestyle. And I think that that just speaks to me as a person. I'm evolving and I'm becoming interested in different things. And with time, our preferences and our habits change. And so I really love to share that and show that. And I decide to share it again. It's all about value. Is this something I think could help someone? So for instance, yesterday, I shared a story about unclaimed funds. If you live in New York State, there's a thing called unclaimed funds. Google it. You will get a newyork.gov website. You put your name in, you will find out there might be money that is owed to you, but hasn't been able to find its way to you. And I was like, you know what? I found out about this. I did it for myself. I got a check yesterday for $35. So I was like, I'm making an instant story about this and letting all my fellow New Yorkers know, go check. It takes only 20 seconds to pop your name into that search bar and see whether there's money that you might be owed. So if there is something that I think might be helpful, interesting, valuable, whether that is a new brand that I've discovered that makes great protein bars or whether it is a website I found that you can get free money, I'm going to share that with my audience. And I do definitely like to think of it in buckets. So again, my the overarching goal is value. So whether that is sharing about an outfit that I love and I'm tagging the brand and letting people know kind of where I got those clothes. Um, so I have kind of different buckets for fashion, mental health, public speaking slash marketing, and then really kind of, I would say like products, things on my mind, like whether it's a product or a new habit or activity, I would say I tend to post mostly about the mental health and wellness. That's kind of my big overarching category because again, it's kind of that anti-highlight reel. I really do enjoy sharing with people what I'm going through and specifically sharing like exercises. So one of the things that I um, shared on a podcast recently was a little exercise that you can do to help build self-love. So I kind of love to share those particular kinds of things. And then I will sprinkle in the either products that I'm loving or fashion or share about a public speaking engagement that I did. Whatever I am sharing about, though, I really do try to not only make sure that my audience is leaving with something, whether it's inspirational, educational, or entertaining. I'm also trying to leave an open door for engagement. So that doesn't necessarily mean I'm asking my audience a question in every post, but I am really trying to end every single post with intention so that I'm either prompting them to answer or leaving them in a way that just makes them feel good. Absolutely. Uh, and you do as someone who, who watches your content. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An interesting thing about that is I feel like you don't present yourself as an expert or an authority on any of those buckets necessarily. Like you'll show us the lunch that you're making and the healthy foods that are in it, but you're not saying I'm a nutritionist and you'll show an exercise you do that helps you, but you're not claiming to be a trainer. Um, Have you run into any trouble with any of that? Have you run into any haters with any of that? Or are people just kind of realizing you're just sharing living your life? I have not run into any trouble, and I think it's because I am never making any kind of authoritative claim. Um, I am never claiming to know the most about a gluten-free diet, but I've been following one out of necessity because I have celiac for over eight years. So I'm going to talk about it and share the things that I love. Um, By no means am I going to say that I am like legally (laughs) able to give you financial advice, but I do have a really healthy savings account and I really do make smart financial decisions and I will happily show you what I do every week to keep my budget on track and how I kind of track my expenses and all of that kind of stuff. So I haven't run into any trouble and I think that's because I really make sure to let people know by no means am I an expert here, but I am going to just share with you and give you a little look into what it is that I'm that I'm doing or thinking about. To that end, you actually have started moving into um, some influencer relationships. So I'd love to hear how that came about. I know that it all came about very organically and from a place of what you actually already use and show, but I'm curious about how that might shift the balance going forward and how you're going to really maintain that authenticity now that that is also on the table. So I am super excited to be getting to work with some brands that I have loved and been a loyal customer to for a while. For me, I'm very mindful about the opportunities that I will take as a micro-influencer because the trust with my audience is everything. So I am only going to do work with brands that I really believe in and brands that I've been buying from, spending my own money for a while Because that to me is like, then it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer for the brand to pick me because they can go back in our history of DMs and see, wow, she's been mentioning us in her stories for years. And it's a no brainer for me because I'm like, I happily spend my money to buy this product and I'm talking about it already. So it feels like a very kind of like you said, it came about, it has come about organically because I'm only approaching brands that I feel I've already started to build a relationship with through social media. And 
in the way that I talk about them, I'm not going to do it in a very promotional or go buy my thing, use my code kind of way. I really am trying to just kind of pop in and be like, hey, I've been eating these bars, for instance. Um, go, I'm a Go Macro ambassador. I've been eating Go Macro bars since 2016. So six years later, now I'm an ambassador for them. And you I've been receipts. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm happy to talk about them. I've already been talking about them. When I told my sister that I was that I became an ambassador, she's like, oh my gosh, you're obsessed with Go Macro. This is so exciting. Like, so I'm only gonna work with brands that I have already been loving. And because of that, it's gonna really, I think, seamlessly fit into my content because people have already been seeing me talk about it. And especially when it relates to like a gluten-free lifestyle. Or like you said, anything that's relating to kind of fitness or exercise movement. I, I'm always dancing on my Insta stories. I am a border collie by nature. <laughs> so those things are really seamless for me to talk about because I'm talking about them anyway. Absolutely. Now, you are also, in addition to being a content creator yourself, you're also a brand manager with Now Marketing Group. So how can brands take this same feeling of keeping it real and apply that to their social media as well? I think one of the things that brands can really start to do to set themselves apart, and it's what we're doing at Now, is lean in to humanity and showcase your team. So whether that is sharing photos of your team at work or photos of your team at home with their families out and about, it is such a great way to show your culture and to show who you are. And especially for a marketing agency, really for any customer centric business, if you are showing your team, you have customers who work with those team members and who love to see their faces on your brand's social media feed. So that has been a big thing. When I started at Now almost two years ago, I was like, I want to be showing a lot more of our team and a lot less quote graphics because I think it's way more powerful for us to be showing up as our bright bubbly selves and showing we love what we do. We work hard and we have fun at work and at home. And Jessica, who is the owner and creator of Now Marketing Group, Jessica really supports her team having a, a rich life. She supports the team holistically and supports our work-life balance. So we're a team that really cares about each other's families and dogs. And so we show that in our content and we've gotten more engagement and we've gotten a lot of accolades like being one of um, Inc.'s best workplaces in 2022 as a result of really leaning into our humanity and being like, we're going to brand with realness by showing who we are and letting our personality shine through. Now, how do you make sure that the content you're putting together, that showing personality, that really is that branding stuff, how do you make sure that it is also bringing value? Because again, like behind the scenes content, stuff that shows, hey, here's our people. How do you make sure that that's not just kind of wasting the audience's time? How do you make sure that they are engaging with that? So we will do some of those kind of like, here's a behind the scenes photo of what we're working on. We'll do more of that kind of content on stories. It expires. It doesn't live on the feed. For anything we're going to post on the feed, we're going to make sure that it 
is either shining a light on someone on our team or providing value to our audience. So I posted a carousel photo recently on in, on the Now Instagram, and it's um, a few photos of our team like at the beach. And I talked about how our agency shifted from a nine to five, five day a week workplace to an eight to five, Monday through Thursday, and eight to noon for Friday. And that's our schedule. And it this two and a half day weekend has allowed our team to spend more time with their family, spend more time going to their kids' appointments or games, and really getting to kind of have a little bit of that better holistic balance. And so like in the caption for the post, I described how we've made that shift, how it's impacted our team, and said, if this is something that you want to talk about, if you want to talk about how you can make more of a flexible schedule work for your brand, reach out to us. We're here to talk. We're here to share how we've done this and been effective and successful in it. So I always make sure that we are letting people know, hey, we would love to talk to you about this and or providing really good information that then they can use and apply to their business. Now, when it comes to keeping it real online, and especially for a professional company, a marketing company, for example, uh, or someone who is trying to do um, somewhat of the influencer thing, how do you balance making sure that you're keeping it real and not getting into fake territory while also making sure that you're presenting well, right? Because you want... Uh, someone who's going to hire your agency to feel like you're a professional agency they can trust. You want to make sure that anyone who might be buying a product you're endorsing feels like you know what you're talking about. So how do you ensure that you don't slip so far into realness that you sort of lose that um, hmm, that good impression, I guess? So I think that it really comes down to being very intentional, not only about the words that you're using, but about the imagery that you're showcasing. So one thing for me is like for now and for my personal brand, we're still going to put our best foot forward. We want the feed to look good. We want things to look crisp and clear and professional. And so making sure that we're applying that intention to find really good photos, to fit a post, um, that we are taking that time to make a reel and make it fit to the beat. All of those little things, they might seem small, but they really go into showing that you have an intentional and thoughtful brand. And the same for my personal brand. So while I am so happy to show up on stories without makeup, like I do not believe that you have to be professional. It, like you have to wear makeup in order to be professional. I do believe you have to be you have to lead with value to be professional, right? So that's, I don't, when I say like anti-highlight reel and when I say, you know, branding with realness, I think you can be your real self, but make sure that the messaging is really thoughtful. Make sure it's intentional. Make sure that you are solving problems, not bringing problems, because that is when you start to get into dicey territory. Speaking of dicey territory, what's some ways that people and brands that you see show up in a way that's not real. I feel like there's a lot of content types that maybe were really big earlier in the days of Instagram or TikTok that are sort of falling out of vogue because they're less authentic. So what are some of those things that people do that are maybe things we should avoid? 
One thing that I know is kind of prevalent among influencers that are very big into affiliate marketing is when you put a question box on Instagram to let your audience ask you questions, do not be the person who pre-fills questions. Let your audience chime in. And if they don't chime in, use that as knowledge to be like, okay, this is not the appropriate sticker to use on Insta stories, but don't answer your own polls or your own quizzes or your own questions because it's not helping your engagement and it's not real. And you might think that you're fooling your audience, but I have seen on a bunch of influencers that I have followed is, oh, how convenient that you ended up only getting questions about places that you have affiliate links to. I find that very hard to believe. So I think just really like that's a definite thing to avoid. And also I would say avoid like overproducing everything. It doesn't always have to be perfect. That's not to say put out ugly content, but you don't have to wait for every single thing to be perfect before you show up. Lean into reels. Make a video. Let one of your teammates go on Insta stories and say, hey, I want to show you how I use this particular tool for a client and take people through it. Don't worry that the lighting isn't perfect. If you're leading with value, you can relax a little bit when it comes to that, I think, intense quality control that very often brands have and especially marketing brands. Well, Julia, this has been so much fun. Um, one thing that, oh, actually, you know what? One more question. How, what are, what's up next for you? What are you interested in exploring with your content, whether it be topics, content types, anything like that? What is resonating with you right now? Um, what's resonating with me right now is really seeing a shift in social media, not only towards short form content, but towards content that is really all about like who you are. So I'm seeing so many more influencers show up in a more vulnerable way, sharing their stories, sharing why they got into something. So I'm really looking forward to doing that myself, but also from a brand standpoint, really sharing more of the why behind our approach at Now Marketing Group. I think that it's so easy for us to for, like we forget that not everyone knows our why. And that is oftentimes the most compelling part of our story. And so I'm really enjoying seeing that content for people. And it's something that I'm really looking forward to leaning into and creating more of myself. Ah, oh, I love that. So, so that people can see what you're going to be creating more of, let everyone know where they can find you and what they'll find there. You guys can find me at jbethjs. Truly anywhere, whether you are an Instagram person or you like YouTube or Twitter, I am JBethJS everywhere. And if you want to follow the agency, we are now marketing group on Instagram or now MG on Twitter. And I would love to stay in touch with you guys. I would love to know what you guys are really interested in learning more about. What excites you? What lights you up? I want to hear from you guys. So please don't be shy. Reach out and let's start a conversation. Thank you so much, Julia. This has been awesome. Talking with you is always a delight. And I'd like to let anyone know who follows Julia on social media. She is like that in real life. <laughs> bubbly, happy, awesome, and just your full self. So thanks for being you. 
Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you for being you and for having me. Aww. And thank you for watching or listening to Let's Talk About Brand. I'm here every week talking to smart people about specific elements of branding. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear the ways that you are keeping it real on social media and maybe even the ways that you hesitate to bring your real self to social media because hopefully we can help talk you out of it and uh, help you help convince you to show up as your full self. Thanks very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.